Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Mystic Show. It is Monday morning, so good morning to everyone here on the east coast of America and around the world. Good day to you. Today's uh, November 18th, 2013, and I'm happy you could join me here on the Mystic Show. We do the show every single weekday from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern Time, which is New York City time. And um, we also replay the show a couple times on the Fractal Stream, which is the radio station that we broadcast on. That's uh, 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. in the evening, Eastern Time. And we also archive every single episode on the website. And our website is themysticshow.net. TheMysticShow.net, you can find all of our archive shows, you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter accounts, which uh, I just posted, by the way. I just posted that we're going live with a link. So, that's how uh, that's how some people find us. Other people find us by word of mouth. Um, a lot of our listeners really like the show, and they, you know, as they go through their day, they um, they discuss these these spiritual topics with their coworkers, with their family members, their friends. You know, they talk about it on online and um because the topics are really really important, right? We all know it. And what are the topics? Well, we discuss uh spirituality, mindfulness, and personal development. Uh and really anything around those major topics. So it's a we love talking about spirituality. We love getting really deep and kind of like abstract. But we also like making it practical. Meaning, how do we live our everyday life well? Or how can we benefit from spirituality in our everyday life? Because if it's just a topic that we talk about, you know, from a book or from our intellect, or from our book knowledge, but we don't put it into practice, I mean, what what good is it then? Well, then it's just like a, a hobby, like a pastime. So, it's just like going to the movies, or anything. Painting. Actually, painting is more practical, because you end up, you have a painting. You can decorate your house, or do something with it. But if you read spiritual books and do nothing, you you have nothing. You do nothing. So anyway, you can also call the show live. Um, we have a phone number and you can call us on Skype and you can find those on the website, themysticshow.net. You can find everything there. And uh, I just want to start today's show by expressing my gratitude. And, and this is in general, you know, this is in my life in general, um, you, you know, really there's so much to be thankful for and so many good influences around me and so much help I've received. And, you know, people have given me time, they've given me teachings and training and uh, words of wisdom. And and really, I, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge all that because they didn't have to. You know, they didn't, these people didn't have to help me or, or, you know, say a good word or do a good deed. They didn't have to do anything, but they did. And I'm definitely very grateful for that. I mean, it includes family as well. Uh, You know, I think each of us, we, you know, especially here in America, we kind of live, we live inside our own little bubble. It's almost like an ego bubble. And we think that we do everything. We think that we create all the results. When something good happens, we want to take all the credit. But of course, when something bad happens, we want to blame everyone else, which is, right, that's the ego. That's the hypocrisy of the ego. Uh, but really, on our by ourselves, we don't really do anything by ourselves. We always have help from other people, and we're always part of some sort of family or community or network of people. No one acts on their own. No one achieves on their own. 
and that uh, that one book I talked briefly about, I, I might have been on the very first Mystic Show. It's called The Laws of Manifestation by David Spangler, and he uh, he talks about that. That manifestation is not some magical magic wand that you just wave it and you get what you want. He very brilliantly states that in order to achieve anything, you need other people. And it, everything is created within a system, within a family, within a community. Nothing is just created by itself. I mean, if you wanted a new couch, for instance, let's say, it, let's say all of a sudden a couch shows up on your lawn one day. I mean, okay, maybe it magically appeared, but hey, somebody had to make that couch, right? Somebody had to stitch all the fibers together and, and, and hammer nails into the, you know, into the frame. So someone had to cut down a tree to get the wood. And I mean, how many people went into the making of that couch? So, and so they're all part of your manifestation. So my spiritual guide puts it really well. He says, um, he says it's not really feasible or possible to be thankful to every single thing in life. You know, all the food you eat. Can you go thank the cook? Can you go? Can you thank the waitress? Well, maybe you can thank the waitress or the waiter. But can you go thank the cook? Can you go thank the delivery, the truck driver who drove the the vegetables to the restaurant? Can you go to the farm where they pick the vegetables and talk to the team of people who picked all the vegetables? Or can you talk, You should you thank the farmer who planted the seeds? I mean, there's probably 25 people in that line and you don't even know who they are. So it's you can't thank them all. So what do we do? Well, we just say one big thank you to God or the universe or whatever you want to call that. Uh, Dow, right? Um we say thank you to to the ultimate and that covers everybody <laughs> so anyway that's just a little gratitude i wanted to share this morning um if you want to call up and tell me about your weekend i know sometimes uh, a lot of you guys do some really interesting things on the weekend and visit cool places and and uh and a lot of it does have some spiritual significance if you're on the path, if you're, you know, meditating regularly and attending group meditations and all that kind of thing. Uh, so if you want to share anything, go ahead and call me up. Again, the the phone number and the Skype handle are on uh, themysticshow.net. Um, I had a really good weekend. I'm not going to go into my whole weekend because I was thinking, you know, do listeners really want to hear everything I did on the weekend? <laughs> Uh, I think it was last Monday. I, I spent like 20 minutes talking about my weekend. Um, and I don't think it was boring, but I, you know, I don't know if it's what what you guys want to hear. Um, but quickly, because this is very uh, relevant to spirituality and personal development, I will share a couple details about uh, a workshop, actually, that I attended on Saturday. And it was a workshop on uh, cleaning, which is one of the parts of the practice, the the spiritual practice that I practice. Uh, it's called cleaning, and it's it has to do with getting rid of all the impressions, all the uh, you can think of it as like baggage, all the worry, stress, all the junk, all the unnecessary stuff that we thrust on ourselves and. And also all things we absorb from the outside as well. Um, anyhow, it's cleaning all that out so you can become lighter, like the divine, right? The divine is light. In fact, it's beyond light, lightness. It's almost nothingness. So uh, so cleaning, it was a great workshop. Um, a lot of people attended and it was, you know, it's really nice to... Um, there's something so encouraging and inspiring when you meet and talk with other people who are who really want to understand and who want to learn how to become a better person. 
and they're willing to take some action and put in some effort. You know, for instance, in this workshop, learn how to do their cleaning better. So every day when they sit down to do their cleaning, they do it better and it's 100% effective. And then they can feel the effectiveness. You can feel that it was effective. And and ha- gaining clarity on, on that process of cleaning. So it's really inspiring. I mean, you know, sometimes we all feel that, oh, the, re- the other people, the rest of the people in the world, they don't care. They're all just partying and, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, they don't really want to become better people. Sometimes you get sucked into that thought, which is, okay, it's natural, but fine, ignore it. Um, but when you get around people who are working upon themselves, um, it's very inspiring. And plus, I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot. So a lot of the wisdom that comes out of people's mouths and their hearts is great. You just, you absorb it. So it was, it was great. And then, uh, then we visited, my wife and I, we, um, we visited, um, another local center, um, where they do the group meditation for the Sahaj Marg practice. And we, it was great. We, we, uh, we hung around after the meditation and we had a little group discussion about, uh, constant remembrance, which is another part of the practice that uh, we do. And, uh, it was great. Again, people who, you know, they're willing to spend the time and sit and talk. You know, it's not like uh, meditation ends and, okay, I got to go. Next appointment. You know, no. Hey, sit down. Relax. Let's talk a little bit. Let's remain in the in the good vibe. You know, because when you meditate for 45 minutes or an hour, you really enter a different state of vibration and your your mind is is much more clear and um you can think better let's put it that way you can your thinking process is more clear and better so that's a great time to talk about spiritual topics so anyhow that's what we did we hung around and um again it's nice to see people who are on the path and um and i'm sure there's people in your life who are on the path it's good, you know, it just, it's encouraging. We, I, In a way, we all need to be surrounded by like-minded people. I mean, we, we may think we can do it on our own, but again, we, I don't know if you can. I don't, I don't think we can. <laughs> so we have to be around people who, who we can talk to about these important subjects, these important topics, like reaching our spiritual goal, which is what? What's your spiritual goal? Right? I, I, don't, I don't know if we've done a segment on the spiritual goals. Anyhow, um, in my opinion, the, the, the true spiritual goal is the highest, the highest of the high, high, really high spiritual goals, which is basically oneness with God or, you know, whatever you want to call that, merger with the divine and what does that really mean? Well, I don't know if un- until any of us achieves that, I don't know if, if we can really talk about it so much, but somehow deep in our hearts that something resonates with that with that goal. Um and we can see you know, if we're practicing uh sincerely, we can we can see ourselves make progress, I think. Over, you know, it may take, it's not a matter of days or months. It may take years, but we can see a big difference. I mean, I've told, I've, I've told you before that how, how, what a difference spirituality, a real spiritual practice has made in my life. And when I say real spiritual practice, I mean, um, dedicated, um, sincere spiritual practice, like without all the, Without all the, uh, what should I say, all the extra stuff that uh, maybe religions have or or maybe some other teachings have, you know. 
but it's not you know it's not that religion is bad i mean you know you know how i feel about that but um sometimes it's easy to get caught up in all that other stuff but being really really clear on your spiritual goal and your spiritual practice and and keeping out all the extra stuff like literally rejecting it like saying no i don't need to do that i don't need to read that or look at that just because you know 17 generations have done it before me doesn't mean i have to do it if i feel that it's not part of my spiritual path so anyhow i feel like i'm rambling let's take a quick break and uh and we'll be right back Thank you to Sinead O'Connor for the little musical interlude. It's called uh, This Is to Mother You. Sinead O'Connor, wonderfully talented singer as far as the voice goes. <laughs> I know she's been in the public spotlight here and there, and it's not always positive, but, uh, well, that's life, right? Anyhow, you're listening to The Mystic Show. And I'm Chris Curran. We do the show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. for one hour. And uh, and you can call us, actually. You can Skype with us. Um, our All the information is on the website, themysticshow.net. Just go there, themysticshow.net. And you can find all our info and our social media links and all that cool stuff. And every single past episode. I don't know if you've gone on the site and kind of browsed around and searched and there's all there's all these tags on the left side of all the different tags of the topics we've talked about and you can click a tag and it'll bring up all the shows that we talked about that topic in pretty cool stuff so uh well right now let's get right back to our James Allen book um and the book we're reading from is called Above Life's Turmoil and this has been I mean, this has been just an amazing journey going through this book. I mean, the last we before this we read a different James Allen book, which was called the uh, Byways of Blessedness, and that was really good. And this one is uh, it's a shorter book, and um, there's different short little passages, but uh, it's really really powerful and to the point and. One thing about that I love about James Allen's writing is that he makes it so clear and simple. And and the way he the way he writes things, it's almost like you can't argue with it. <laughs> I mean, you just can't argue with it. It's just true and you know it and that's it. <laughs> that's how I feel. Um So the passage we're going to read today is called The Temple of Brotherhood. The Temple of Brotherhood, which is so interesting because at a different workshop this weekend, that was the topic, brotherhood. Um, and, and, and look, in today's world, we know we need more brotherhood, right? All this, the fighting, the nonsense, the everything, the wars, 
uh, all the international incidents, even traveling, you know, passports and and uh, racism. And I mean, look, you, the list goes on forever of all the ways that uh, all all the um, all the symptoms we have of not being a brotherhood. Because if we were a brotherhood, none of this stuff would happen. There'd be no war. There'd be no racism. There'd be no international incidents or problems. There wouldn't even be any financial problems, right? That's that's one of the main problems in the world is this stock market, which I, I don't have a very high opinion of the stock market. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to get into it, but... Um, you know the whole the whole idea of money some nations are richer than others and some and all this stuff and it's like you know if that was your brother if literally you had a brother or a sister and you were rich and they were not and they needed help or they needed something or they asked for something you'd just give it to them it, okay you're my brother that's it no no questions asked really i mean unless they're going to you know, do something really crazy with the money, which of course, you know, then, then you would not give it to them. But anyhow, you understand brotherhood is so important. And, um, I can't wait to see what James Allen has to say about this because I have a feeling what he's going to say. See, brotherhood between humans is great and it's possible and we can do it. But before that, before we can do that, we have to kind of master ourselves or at least make a lot of progress with our own personal self because unless we have a handle on ourself it's not really possible to to be a true brother to anybody else anyway let's get into it this is called well it's from the book above life's turmoil by james allen and this passage is called the Temple of Brotherhood. Universal brotherhood is the supreme ideal of humanity. And towards that ideal, the world is slowly but surely moving. Today, as never before, numbers of earnest men and women are striving to make this ideal tangible and real. Fraternities are springing up on every hand, and press and pulpit the world over are preaching the brotherhood of man. The unselfish elements in all such efforts cannot fail to have their effect upon the race and are, with certainty, urging it towards the goal of its noblest aspirations. But the ideal state has not yet manifested through any outward organization, and societies formed for the purpose of propagating brotherhood are continually shattered to pieces by internal dissension. The brotherhood for which humanity sighs is withheld from actuality by humanity itself. Nay, more, it is frustrated even by men who work zealously for it, for it is a desirable possibility. And this because the purely spiritual nature of brotherhood is not perceived and the principles involved, as well as the individual course of conduct necessary to perfect unity, are not comprehended. Brotherhood as a human organization cannot exist so long as any degree of self-seeking reigns in the hearts of men and women who band themselves together for any purpose. As such self-seeking must eventually rend the seamless coat 
of loving unity. But although organized brotherhood has so far largely failed, any man may realize brotherhood in its perfection and know it in all its beauty and completion if he will make himself of a wise, pure, and loving spirit, removing from his mind every element of strife and learning to practice those divine qualities without which brotherhood is but a mere theory, opinion, or elusive dream. For brotherhood is at first spiritual, and its outer manifestation in the world must follow as a natural sequence. As a spiritual reality, it must be discovered by each man for himself. And in the only place where spiritual realities can be found, within himself. And it rests with each, whether he shall choose or refuse it. There are four chief tendencies in the human mind which are destructive of brotherhood and which bar the way to its comprehension. Namely, pride, self-love, hatred, and condemnation. Where these are, there can be no brotherhood. In whatsoever heart these hold sway, discord rules, and brotherhood is not realized. For these tendencies are, in their very nature, dark and selfish, and always make for disruption and destruction. From these four things proceed that serpent brood of false actions and conditions which poison the heart of man and fill the world with suffering and sorrow. Out of the spirit of pride proceed envy, resentment, and opinionativeness. Pride envies the position, influence, or goodness of others. It thinks, I am more deserving than this man or this woman. It also continually finds occasion for resenting the actions of others and says, I have been snubbed, I have been insulted and thinking altogether of his own excellence, it sees no excellence in others. From the spirit of self-love proceed egotism, lust for power, and disparagement and contempt. Self-love worships the personality in which it moves. It is lost in the adoration and glorification of that I, that self which has no real existence, but is a dark dream and a delusion. It desires preeminence over others and thinks, I am great. I am more important than others. It also disparages others and bestows upon them contempt, seeing no beauty in them, being lost in the contemplation of its own beauty. From the spirit of hatred proceed slander, cruelty, reviling, and anger. It strives to overcome evil 
by adding evil to it. It says, This man has spoken of me ill. I will speak still more ill of him, and thus teach him a lesson. It mistakes cruelty for kindness, and causes its possessor to revile a reproving friend. It feeds the flames of anger with bitter and rebellious thoughts. From the spirit of condemnation proceed accusation, false pity, and false judgment. It feeds itself on the contemplation of evil and cannot see the good. It has eyes for evil only and finds it in almost everything and every person. It sets up an arbitrary standard of right and wrong by which to judge others. And it thinks, This man does not do as I would have him do. He is therefore evil, and I will denounce him. So blind is the spirit of condemnation, that whilst rendering its possessor incapable of judging himself, it causes him to set himself up as the judge of all the earth. From the four tendencies enumerated, no element of brotherliness can proceed. They are deadly mental poisons, and he who allows them to rankle in his mind cannot comprehend the peaceful principles on which brotherhood rests. Then there are chiefly four divine qualities which are productive of brotherhood, which are, as it were, the foundation stones on which it rests, namely, humility, self-surrender, love, and compassion. Wheresoever these are, there brotherhood is active. In whatsoever heart these qualities are dominant, there brotherhood is an established reality. For they are, in their very nature, unselfish and are filled with the revealing light of truth. There is no darkness in them, and where they are, so powerful is their light that the dark tendencies cannot remain, but are dissolved and dissipated. Out of these four qualities proceed all those angelic actions and conditions which make for unity and bring gladness to the heart of man and to the world. From the spirit of humility proceed meekness and peacefulness. From self-surrender come patience, wisdom, and true judgment. From love spring kindness, joy, and harmony. And from compassion proceed gentleness and forgiveness. He who has brought himself into harmony with these four qualities is divinely enlightened. He sees whence the actions of men proceed and whither they tend, and therefore can no longer live in the exercise of the dark tendencies. He has realized brotherhood in its completion as freedom from malice, from envy, 
from bitterness, from contention, from condemnation. All men are his brothers. Those who live in the dark tendencies, as well as those who live in the enlightened qualities. For he knows that when they have perceived the glory and beauty of the light of truth, the dark tendencies will be dispelled from their minds. He has but one attitude of mind towards all, that of goodwill. Of the four dark tendencies are born ill will and strife. Of the four divine qualities are born goodwill and peace. Living in the four tendencies, a man is a strife producer. Living in the four qualities, a man is a peacemaker. Involved in the darkness of the selfish tendencies, men believe that they can fight for peace, kill to make alive. Slay injury by injuring. Restore love by hatred. Unity by contention. Kindness by cruelty. And establish brotherhood by erecting their own opinions, which they themselves will, in the course of time, abandon as worthless, as objects of universal Adoration. The wished for temple of brotherhood will be erected in the world when its four foundation stones of humility, self surrender, love, and compassion are firmly laid in the hearts of men. For brotherhood consists, first of all, in the abandonment of self by the individual, and its after-effects is unity between man and man. Theories and schemes for propagating brotherhood are many, but brotherhood itself is one and unchangeable, and consists in the complete cessation from egotism and strife, and in practicing goodwill and peace. For brotherhood is a practice and not a theory. Self-surrender and goodwill are its guardian angels, and peace is its habitation. Where two are determined to maintain an opposing opinion, the clinging to self and ill will are there, and brotherhood is absent. Where two are prepared to sympathize with each other, to see no evil in each other, to serve and not to attack each other, the love of truth and goodwill are there, and brotherhood is present. All strifes, divisions, and wars inhere in the proud, unyielding self. All peace, unity, and concord inhere in the principles which the yielding up of self reveals. Brotherhood is the only brotherhood is only practiced and known by him whose heart is at peace with all the world. And we'll just take a quick little break.
Yes, thank you to Anya for that music. It's called Falling Embers, actually, that song. That's a nice one. Thanks to Anya. And you're listening to The Mystic Show. And I'm Chris Curran. I should have got up and got myself some water (laughs) during the break. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow, you know, reading live is not easy because if you have to cough or clear your throat, I mean, you know, it messes up the presentation. So anyhow, you're listening to The Mystic Show. Um, Our website has all the details you would want to know. If you have any questions about the show, go to the website, themysticshow.net. You can find all our past episodes, our links to our social media. Um, You can find the phone number, the Skype handle. And really, if you want to call up and uh, talk about what I just read about brotherhood from the James Allen book, uh, go ahead and give me a call. I'd be interested to hear your, uh, your thoughts on brotherhood. I mean, what he said was pretty straightforward, right? And I, I almost, even before I read it, my, my comment was pretty uh, accurate as well. Meaning that we can't create brotherhood until we really get rid of those four tendencies that he talked about, right? Individually. Pride, self-love, hatred, and condemnation. I mean, it's almost like those four have come, have become part of our lives, like, especially in America. I mean, that's just, hey, that's normal. That's normal living, man. <laughs> that's it's almost what it seems. And he says we have to develop the four qualities, divine qualities, humility, self-surrender, love, and compassion. And when, well, especially when an American reads those that list of those four, um, it just seems like weakness, you know, because I think that's one of the fears. I mean, it was definitely one of my fears, and maybe it still is, that if you become a real nice person, if you become a more divine being, uh, then then people are going to take more advantage of you. You know, if you're really nice and giving, if you give and serve, then people are just going to take advantage of you and run all over you. And you'll just be like a, an indentured servant running around helping people and you're no one's going to give you anything. And, uh, I mean, in a way, that could happen if if you were not aware, not self-aware, but, but that really is not going to happen. If you become a nice person, people feel that and they they give back to you or they don't ask you for so much. It just it it just happens that way. I I, I can't explain it. Um well, like James Allen has mentioned before, the supreme justice. That if you personally you improve yourself and become more divinized, become a more divinized person with a better character that will lead to better results in your life period no questions asked so in a in, in a certain way that that fear of being taken advantage of is not um not real that's not a that's not a valid belief that if i become more divine and if i give more and serve more that people are going to just take advantage of me. That's not a valid belief, actually. So that's really what he says here. It's interesting that it's so simple, Um, right? Again, simple, but not easy. And, And I don't know how, you know, when you think of brotherhood and you think of world peace, right, as well, when you, when, when you think of brotherhood, you kind of think of world peace. And, and I don't know, like, Thinking about world peace is, it's so out of, uh, out of our realm of, uh, influence, right? It reminds me of the serenity prayer, right? What is it? Uh, let me see if I can say it. Um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, uh, 
the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Right? So, so wisdom is knowing the difference between what I can change and what I cannot change. And it's my submission right now that world peace, you cannot change. But your own character, your own spiritual self, you can change. And some would say that's the only thing you can change. So the whole, when we start thinking of brotherhood and world peace and we start thinking on grand levels, you know, helping people and um, it's interesting, we're going to have a guest later in the week who's uh, affiliated with the United Nations. And that's going to be really interesting because, look, just because we can't solve world peace individually doesn't mean we shouldn't try to help other people. (laughs) We need to help other people when they need help. You know, when somebody wants to learn, we need to help teach them. When someone needs help, we need to help them. But we shouldn't confuse that help with, oh, we're, we're making world peace here. Well, no, really, you're not. You're just helping. <laughs> world peace can only come, and true brotherhood can only come when each of us individually improves ourselves, and like he says, gets rid of these four tendencies, pride, self-love, hatred, and condemnation. And even, yeah, it, it's not it's not easy though, right? Pride, right? It's such an American thing that we're so proud of our work, you know? You're supposed to be proud of what you do. Be proud of your country. Be proud of your your work. And I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, actually, I am. <laughs> uh, not It's not bad. It It's just... It, it it's like James Allen says, you do this, you get that. It what you are and what you do creates what you get, and that's it. It's just an equation. It's not good or bad. But the whole thing with pride is 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 a tough one. We might have to do a whole show on pride or or a whole section. Or if you have any thoughts on pride, let me know. Call up um Yeah, let me make sure the Skype ringer is on. It's on. And by the way, for those of you keeping score at home, we have not had our first Skype caller yet. We ho- we hooked up Skype because there was a rumor that we might have some Skype callers <laughs> or some people, you know, from around the world, they they wanted Skype because because it's free and it's it's handy, right? But we we still have not had our first Skype caller, but that's okay. All right, one just a quick note about our James Allen book here. We only have one uh we only have one passage left. And it looks like um I think we're going to have a, a a guest for the next 3 episodes, the next 3 days. So, probably Friday we'll finish up this James Allen book um Above Life's Turmoil. What a great one. And this one as well as Byways of Blessedness um I'm hoping to, well, I'm going to uh, publish them through um, through our publishing company. But that means I have to sit down and proofread and edit and, you know, wear that hat, which I can do, um, and I, I, sh- I shall do. <laughs> because if you guys want copy of these books, um, I think it obviously would be really helpful to have these handy just to read now and then. It's so it's so powerful and and that's an overused word, right? So powerful. But it's uh potent. Maybe that, I like that word too. So it's potent. So um I do have another little thing that I want to read you, another little passage from from our other book, but uh let's just take a quick little break.
All right. Thank you to you two. Trying to throw your arms around the world. <laughs> see, that kind of... See, I didn't pick that on purpose. I just hit the button, but uh, it kind of goes with our brotherhood and, and the, the world peace topic, right? Trying to throw your arms around the world. Beautiful. I love it. Go ahead and try. Try to throw your arms around the world. I bet sometimes those when the astronauts are in space or like up on the space station and they're looking at Earth, like maybe they almost feel like, I mean, obviously they don't, but they feel like they could just give the whole Earth a hug or something. So you're listening to The Mystic Show, and um, I hope you've been to our website. It's pretty good. The the, the person who designed and, and created the website is just a genius. He's a phenomenal genius, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was me. And yeah, so check out the website, themysticshow.net. And right now, we're gonna I'm gonna read this and man, time just seems to go fly by here. Um, I'm gonna read this little sec this uh, passage from 365 Dao Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. It's a nice little book we're we've been reading from from time to time. And uh, the passage for today, literally today, November 18th is called Decadence. It's interesting. So again, there's like a little poem part, and then there's a few paragraphs. So I'll just read it, and um, then we could talk about it for a minute. Again, this is from 365 Dao, and the passage is called Decadence. Powdered concubine dressed in rich silks. Feet bound, body soft, lips slack. Views lotuses through binoculars. A dragonfly alights on her motionless fan. How do you know when your own life verges on decadence? Certainly when the force of form becomes more important than the force of substance. When etiquette and morals become more important than understanding and righteousness. When procedure becomes more important than creativity. When gratifying your lust becomes more important than giving to others. When patriotism becomes more important than measured governing and enlightened treatment of other nations. When the act of eating becomes more important than considerations of nutrition. When the opera becomes more important than helping the poor and homeless. When one's own comfort becomes more important than the suffering of loved ones. When ambition becomes more important than benevolence. When prestige becomes more important than charity. When the academy becomes more important than the streets. When loud expression becomes more important than listening to others. When outrageousness becomes more important than communication. When connoisseurship becomes more important than simple acts. When style becomes more important than function. When books become more important than teachers. When expediency becomes more important than the elderly. When you smell these things happening, you are not far from decadence.
And that's the end of that passage on decadence and, uh, you know, pretty much describing the, mo- the modern world, every sentence, uh, and even most of our own lives, right? Each of us, the way we live life. In a way, we've all become decadent and, um, and our spiritual journey is basically the path back from decadence, right? Maybe from decadence to nothingness, the road to nothingness. That's the, <laughs> I coined that <laughs> title the other uh, couple weeks ago. That's my next, one of my next books, The Road to Nothingness. Yeah, right. Like I'll have time to write another book. So decadence, right? So I don't know this. I, I like this uh, entry because it kind of just shines light on things we just take for granted, you know? And we do take so much for granted, and that's why I started the show talking a little bit about gratitude. And uh, so I just want to convey my gratitude to you for listening. I mean, I hope there were some concepts here that you found interesting and you know, maybe you think about, maybe you'll meditate on, maybe you can share it with other people today, and um, maybe spark some good conversation. I mean... It's my opinion that this conversation about spirituality and personal development is the only real conversation in life. It's not the only one, but you know what I mean. It's probably the most important. And that's why we like doing it. That's why you like listening, and I thank you for that. So as you move through your day, you know, smile at people. Surprise some people. Just smile at them. Don't say anything. (laughs) Although they might think you're a little spooky. (laughs) So have a great day. Um, Stay in a good uh, frame of mind, vibration. and, uh, And as always, keep shining.